You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. As it turns out, I am a cold-blooded murderer. I've told you of the great epic of the mice in the Harless house, but it hit a a new apex, a new it, there's a crescendo, there's something that's going to make you it's going to make some of you hate me and you know I just have to be okay with that because I tried to be nice. I tried to welcome these mice into my home. I tried to be a good a good host. But you know, sometimes enough is enough. And when I see you dancing around in my children's toys, ugh, with your little poop that you leave everywhere, that's enough. Couldn't do it anymore. So I caught another mouse in the radiator again. You know, like the, the last one that I caught that I had some tongs on me that I was able to pull it out and throw it outside. Pretty sure that one actually got back in the house, by the way. But this time I couldn't find the tongs. All I could find was a chef's knife. And so I thought to myself, this doesn't have to be gruesome. It doesn't have to be gross. I don't have to think of myself as Jeffrey Dahmer after this point in my life. So far, I haven't been like Jeffrey Dahmer at all. So I didn't think I'd ever have to worry about it. But I, the mouse is there. My wife goes to get the thing. I say, if you can't find it, just bring me a knife. I'll end this quickly. And the little guy is just sitting there. And I see his head. And I'm like, if I can just... Toss that bad boy in there. Give it a really quick. And be gone. Be done. I don't have to worry about this particular mouse anymore. But of course he moved. And I got him kind of like near his butt. And so yes, I believe in the non-aggression principle. And yes, he was technically an invader in my own home. But, you know, I do feel kind of bad about cutting him in half. And trying to get him out as quickly as I could so I could smush his head. Do you hate me now? Because I, I, I feel like actually talking about it makes me hate myself more. So, there we go. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me today is me. That's it. That's all you need. This is what we're doing. Honestly, this last week, I tried to get out a red pill, but this is a deeper red pill. This is one that has a lot of moving parts, a lot of speculation, a lot of stuff that I really want to get as many facts and deep knowledge on that I can, so I've spent a little more time putting that together. I've had a few things happen personally that kept me from doing my regular episode at the regular time. As you'll notice, this is coming out on Tuesday. But I wanted to, regardless, give you the news, give you what you come for, which is just shooting the shit with me. So there's a lot that went on this week. A lot. And, you know, I'm just going to go over it. This is going to be your, as quick as I can, your little quick news recap for the week. So starting off, we did have some fireworks this week in the Democratic Party. I actually have a clip for you. And so I'll play that after laying a a little bit of the groundwork. I've heard things on either side, but word is that the pact between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders is over. 
Bernie and them, they've been, they've been all about not talking bad about all the other candidates, just focusing on the problem, focusing on the racist misogynist in the White House, and not talking bad about the other Democrats. According to some, your, your boy Bernie started changing this paradigm not that long ago, and some of his volunteers, it had gotten out that they were now starting to target Elizabeth Warren. This has been disputed, so I can't say for sure whether or not that's true. But the word got out there that he was doing this and knew about it, and so she was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing this too. So your girl Elizabeth Warren, well, <laughs> let's talk about the news. Because 100% it was her, but if you ask the corporate press, the person who brought this little tidbit of information to them was anonymous and was not her. But regardless, someone had let out this nasty little rumor that in 2018, Bernie Sanders had said that he didn't think a woman could become president. Now I know what you're thinking. There are a lot of reasons someone might say that. Hell, he might have been pointing at Hillary Clinton and he might have said, that woman will never become president. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, they could have been having a conversation about what happened in 2016. They could have been having a conversation about how even though Hillary Clinton did get more votes than Trump, she didn't become president. There, I mean, it could have been a strategy session back in 2018. Hey, we're both running for president. What are our obstacles? But Bernie says he didn't say it. Elizabeth Warren says that he did. So here's your clip from... The debate this last week, which, by the way, only confirms my theory that the corporate press's pick for the presidential nomination on the Democratic side is Elizabeth Warren. Like I said previously, in the last debate I watched, they front-loaded all of the questions to her within the first 15 or 20 minutes for two reasons. One, I think that, oh my god, this thing is so boring. Who's going to be listening to her if they're going to be a bunch of boring conversations? about policy, might as well get her little two-penny plan out up front so that people can be tricked by the concept of it being two pennies. But they front-loaded the questions to her, and I think that a lot of that had to do with the fact that they know there's going to be a significant drop-off of viewers in these horrible, horrible, boring debates after the first 30, 45 minutes. There's only so much interest and so much patience that people have to listen to old, mostly white people, and now all old white people, talk about politics. It's, there is no Donald Trump on stage to claim that one of them's dad killed JFK or that one of them might be the Zodiac Killer. There's nothing like that going on. There's no talk about how big people's hands are. So it's not an entertaining event. And they wanted to, I think personally, that they wanted to front load those questions so that people would hear it. And then once they turned it off, that was the main voice that was in their heads. That's my theory. This week, listen to this clip. Let's not turn to an issue that's come up in the last 48 hours. Senator Sanders, CNN reported yesterday that, and Senator Sanders, Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018, you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. Why did you say that? Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Uh, and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on this, because this is what Donald Trump and maybe some of the media want. Uh, anybody knows me knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. Go to YouTube today. There's a video of, the, of me 30 years ago talking about how a woman could become president of the United States. In 2015, I deferred, in fact, to Senator Warren. There was a movement 
to draft Senator Warren to run for president. And you know what? I said, stayed back. Senator Warren decided not to run, and I did, I did run afterwards. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by three million votes. How could anybody in a million years not believe that a woman could become president of the United States? And let me be very clear. If any of the women on this stage or any of the men on this stage win the nomination, I hope that's not the case. I hope it's me. <laughs> but if they do, I will do everything in my power to make sure that they are elected in order to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of our country. So Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I disagreed. This, in my opinion, shows that the corporate press wants Elizabeth Warren. Obviously, they gave Bernie the chance. They asked him, did you say that a woman can't be president? And he said no. Which, by the way, his response was easy, like flat-out denial. It, it doesn't work as well as people think it's going to. Honestly, if it were me, I would have been like, I would have said my joke about Hillary Clinton. I said, well, I was pointing at Hillary Clinton because she's never going to be president. Was that Nixon or Bernie? Who cares? I would have, I would have made it a joke. I would have said, she may have misunderstood me, blah, blah, blah. You know, divert, make it a joke, move on. He didn't do that. He just flat out denied it. And of course, CNN immediately just ignores that he denied it and goes to Warren and says, how did you feel when he told you this? It was perfect because it just shows, in my opinion, who they want and who the corporate press is backing. Also, at the end of the debate, there was this little moment without sound. It was it was allegedly CNN hadn't caught the sound on this. But right after the debate was over, Elizabeth Warren made a beeline straight to Bernie. And he, Bernie went out to offer his hand for her to shake it, and she didn't shake it. She said something to him, and so there was this big old, big old thing about how Elizabeth Warren snubbed Bernie Sanders. And I was like, okay, it's probably nothing. It looked like she may have been annoyed more than anything else, but it didn't look like a straight-up snub. It didn't look like there was long enough time period between the offering of the hand and the continuing talking for her to have actually seen it and thought, I'm not going to shake your hand. But that's neither here nor there. Because there was audio. And you need to listen to this. I don't know if what Bernie, if Bernie said what she says he said he might have, he might not have. But Elizabeth Warren is a snake. And you know that she, oh God, it just looks so planned out. It looks like she wanted that exchange, the audio from that exchange to be shared. So here it is. I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that Anytime. discussion. You called me a liar. You told me. All right, let's not do it I'm, now. I don't want to get in the middle of it. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. Did you call me? I think you just called me a liar on national TV. No, you, no, you called me. Uh, these idiots. You're both liars. Let's just move past that. One of the most fun parts of being on social media is seeing the people that support these different candidates react in real time to what they do. And so as soon as this happened, as soon as she said what she did about Bernie, 
the snake emoji became the new thing to tweet at Elizabeth Warren because she's a snake. And so do yourself a favor, look that up. Michael Malice did it perfectly. I mean, I think you have to scroll for a solid five minutes to get through all the snakes that he put on there. I just feel like this is more than anything proof that Elizabeth Warren is what the establishment wants and that they're definitely planning for when Joe Biden puts his underwear on his head and starts reading Mein Kampf on the debate stage. Moving on. This week, and starting on Wednesday, Trump's Senate trial on impeachment begins. Pelosi finally delivered the articles of impeachment to the Senate. She had all sorts of reasons why she waited so long, waited a month to deliver them, why she, but it's neither here nor there. All of the Democrats, they've done this impeachment thing, but they're still pretending that it wasn't a political goal. They're pretending that they're sad. This is somber. This is something that shouldn't happen in the United States. Yet, I'll give you two examples. I'll give you the smaller example first. Kamala Harris is about to be interviewed about the impeachment trial. And right before she starts talking, in this video, she's talking and she's laughing and she, she looks like she's so excited to be here and so excited to talk to this. And then she turns her sociopath switch and boom, this is really somber. This is a horrible time, blah, 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 blah. Just the fakest nonsense, the most clearly planned and orchestrated thing on the planet. I mean, you just, you have to see this stuff. But the big thing that got Republicans riled up was that Pelosi kept saying that this was a very deep and somber thing, and that this is not something that's partisan at all, not something to celebrate. Yet when she actually signed the bill before passing it on to Congress, she had a buttload of pens, allegedly with her signature printed on them, that she used to sign a little portion of her name for each for, for each swoop and gave them out as souvenirs for this monumentous occasion. So this is this is silly. This is clown car sports political nonsense. But it's so nice to see just the transparency and just I don't I don't know how there are people out there that don't see through the mask, the pretension, the all of this that they try to hold up in front of them so that they're not seen for what they are, which is partisan hacks, but it's just beautiful to watch. It's wonderful. A little aside because I mean, we talk about the corporate press, and I don't typically use the phrase mainstream media or fake news just because fake news is a little silly in my in my case. And I I agree with Dave Smith, who've stopped using those terms, because this is actually something that people need to understand, that the corporate press is not mainstream. These are not the ideas that your neighbors have, that your grandmother has. These are the views of the elite, and they're carefully curated to try to brainwash you into feeling the same way. HBO decided, we need to make a movie about fake news. We need to bring this out into the open and bring someone on who can make a documentary about fake news so that we can, we can get past this alternative truth nonsense, alternative facts that the, the president puts out there. <laughs> and so, who do they go to? Who do they decide is going to be the face of their documentarian war against fake news? That's right, Brian Stetler, the fake news king. 
one of the most fun follows on Twitter because it's just so easy to troll the people that follow him as well as just, God, just bad takes for days. So (laughs) they're going to the corporate press to explain fake news to people. So that should be fun to watch. Another piece of lighthearted news for you. The, The feds finally released the first look of the uniforms for the Space Force. In your mind, I know that you're, I know what you're thinking. You're imagining suits like in Star Trek, maybe, or I mean, if you're if you're fancy, maybe some Jedi robes, or something black, something that looks like you'd be on a spaceship, but not the federal government. No, sir. They have designed the space uniforms in woodland camo. You're going to be doing a, a lot of hiding in the woods on the Space Force. So, God, I I just adore the government, don't you? God, they're so stupid. Speaking of fun things, Trump decided he was going to end Michelle Obama's lunch program. I've heard every bad thing about her lunch program for the last few years, and I'm sure it's absolutely terrible and awful, but we don't deserve President Trump because He didn't do this on some random day. He didn't discontinue it on some Thursday because he thought, you know, this would be fun to do. He waited and terminated it on the day of Michelle Obama's birth. He waited till her birthday to decide to cancel her biggest achievement as first lady. And if that's not great, I don't don't know how to help you. Another little fun bit of, actually, not another. Here's a fun bit of international news. Boris Johnson seems to be really doing what Theresa May said she was going to do, but never did. He is actually going to complete the Brexit. In fact, Johnson, the UK, they they planned a celebration for Brexit. It's supposed to happen at the end of this month. We'll see what happens, but it looks, I mean, that election was the people saying that they wanted Brexit and that they didn't want uh, Jeremy Stalin running their country. There was a surprising loss to the climate change lobby this week. A bunch of kids got together and decided that they were going to sue over climate change, over the fact that in the future they won't have a future. So they decided they were going to sue. And this week the uh, <laughs> the course decided, uh, no, no you can't. So if anyone was waiting for news on the kids' lawsuit for, against climate change, not going to happen. Also, another thing that's not going to happen is you're not going to see a poo on The Simpsons anymore. So I know that that's a favorite character for a lot of people. Unfortunately, I've never been, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons as a kid, so I have no ties to it and I've not really watched much of it. But Hank Azaria announced that he would no longer be playing Apu anymore due to racism. So the PC police have won another round against comedy, against free speech, against a character that's probably older than I am at this point. No, he's not, but you you know what I'm saying. On the 16th, we found out from the corporate press what Jeffrey Epstein's real crimes were. And his real crimes, according to CNN, let me just read you this headline. Jeffrey Epstein's disregard for environmental protections showed his disrespect for the law, the Virgin Islands say. So yeah, that was definitely, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's crime on his child sex island. It was not caring about the environment. Definitely had nothing to do with raping children. Nope, no sir. Definitely just he, his island was, was not green enough. Another bit of news. 
I found out that there are actually a bunch of good cops. A, an article came across my notifications that more police this last year died by suicide than while they were on duty. Was that too dark? I feel like that was too dark. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you need to know that statistic, but apparently cops kill themselves more than they get killed in the line of fire. So hashtag blue lives matter. Hashtag don't cross the street, go down the street, whatever. Moving on to our final story today, which is the boogaloo that happened in Richmond, Virginia on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I mean, it was uneventful. Uh, there was there was no injuries. There was no fighting. There was no violence whatsoever. There were no arrests. Well, there was one arrest of one chick who put a bandana over her face. But yeah, it was an incredibly peaceful protest that one of our friends, Matthew, who is in the super duper secret Make Liberty Great Again group, actually went and documented some of it and actually talked to USA Today, and they actually used his quote in the title of the article. So he talked to the enemy of the people. But it was a mostly uneventful day when it comes to these large-scale protests that happen more and more in our society these days. One of the fun things about this is since there was none of that, the corporate press is obviously sad, and you're going to see articles that almost lament the fact that there was no shooting or anything there, that another uh, Heather wasn't hit by a car or something like that. But before this even happened, the corporate press and David Hogg and all of those idiots decided that it wasn't a protest against people who wanted to take gun rights in the state of Virginia, but it was rather a white supremacist Nazi rally. I actually, so far I haven't seen any pictures of people with Nazi flags. We may see that later when more photos start coming out, we may see that, but honestly, I had this written down for a couple of reasons, because one, anytime there's something like that, there is the chance that the other side of things will do something that causes a tragedy or violence or something like that in order to demonize people who believe in keeping their right to bear arms. And so I, that was my worry. My worry wasn't that there were going to be a lot of Nazis out there or a lot of people with guns walking around and actually shooting them. My worry was that there was going to be some people on the left that came in and started some stuff just to demonize anyone who believes in the right to bear arms. And luckily we didn't get that. So kudos on that. But watch, watch how the corporate press reacts. Just watch. You will see low-key lamenting. I'm calling it now. If you send me, please, please do, please send me some low-key corporate press lamentations on the lack of violence at that. That would be fantastic. One of the things that I wanted to mention about this is that a hashtag that was going around during and before the protest was hashtag I stand with Virginia. Alyssa Milano being one of the people who tweeted this hashtag saying that she stood with the people of Virginia, or rather she stood with Virginia. I want to make this clear. When she said this, she attached a video of people with their guns exercising their rights and said that she stood with Virginia. It's such a clear example that the people on the left, on the evangelical left, no longer see Virginia or Alabama or Pennsylvania or the United States as the people. They see the word Virginia and they see 
the government, the oppressive government that's looking to take away the guns of people using what? Guns. What Alyssa Milano and David Hogg and all of these other people are doing is calling for extreme violence and prejudice against people who want to protect themselves. So see through this nonsense when you see it. Alyssa Milano is a slag who just literally stood up for the government shooting at people for trying to exercise their right to self-defense. Know that that's what's going on. Know that when she says, I stand with Virginia, she is not talking about the people. She is not talking about kids who get shot in schools. She is not talking about anyone that she's pretending to talk about. She's standing behind the state. She's standing behind a, a pulpit that swings the sword of the state, and that is not someone that I want around my kids, I'll tell you that right now. No matter how much she talks about how she cares about kids and their safety and their protection and blah, 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 she's still going to be one of those people who's standing up to have those kids' parents shot or thrown in jail or for those kids to be kidnapped from their parents because their parents own a weapon to protect themselves. Do not forget the shooting that happened a couple of weeks ago when a civilian from 20, 30 yards, 30 feet, whatever, shot a dude in the head and stopped him from killing multiple people in a church service. Remember these things because Alyssa Milano, David Hogg, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke, all of these assholes do not stand with you. They can quote, we the people, all day long, every day, but they are full of shit. Know that. Don't buy their lies. I know you don't. You're listening to me. You, I know you don't buy their lies. But for the love of God, point out those lies. When you see someone say something like that, especially someone high profile, say, Hey, why are you calling for violence against innocent people who have done nothing wrong? Why are you calling for the deaths of people who just want to protect themselves or hunt or who want to protect themselves from the tyranny of the state? How amazing is it that in Virginia, they decided, hey, we're going to throw a couple more gun laws on the books and over 120,000 people drove up to Richmond, stood their ground, walked around one guy with a 50 cal on his back and said, no, we will not comply. Do not comply. I don't know if a boogaloo is going to happen. My real hope is that eventually this ends up in an amicable divorce, that the union breaks up into manageable good pieces that people want to be part of. That's what I hope for. The boogaloo's funny. Joking about it's funny. But I don't want to see anyone die. I just want to see freedom of association in action. I want to see decentralization. I want to see secession. I want to see people, not states, but people, stand up to the federal government and to governments and states all across the nation and say, no, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. You do not speak for us. So don't get yourself killed, don't waste your lives, don't get thrown in jail over stupid stuff, but if you have a chance to not comply, if you have a chance to thumb your nose at the state and to be more free, let me remind you one more time, you're the only person on this planet that can make yourself free. Not the LP, not, the, not Trump, not the Republicans, not the Democrats, not the evangelical left, not the far right. You can make yourself free, and you need to do that. There's nothing wrong with being a part of a voluntary collective. There's nothing wrong with associating with people who think like you. There's nothing wrong with having a group 
that you talk to and make plans to free yourselves. But start freeing yourself. Think about it every day, how you can stop being cucked to the government. Because that's something that is bothering me now. Because the other day I had an issue where I needed some money to take care of a little family emergency. And I had to stare at the money that I've saved this year to pay off the government so that they won't throw me in jail. So that I won't have to be away from my family. There are some sacrifices worth making. There are sometimes paying the tax means staying alive. I don't look down on anyone for paying taxes. But I'll, I'll, I won't lie to you. When I look at that money that I've saved to give to the government, I feel like such a cuck. And I don't wish that on anyone. So I have some ideas. I have some plans. I have some hopes about how I can get around that. About how I can find every loophole in the book. How I can make it so that I don't have to pay to hurt Yemeni kids across the sea. I've got to find a way to do that. But this is me preaching to myself. Only I can make myself free. Only you can make yourself free. So if we can work together, if we can find ways to give each other tips and tricks on how to make ourselves even more free every day, let's share those together. With that, I'm done. I want to go to bed. So if you want to find me, you can just type this is MLGA into anywhere. This is MLGA.com. This is MLGA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to email me, you can send me an email at this is MLGA at MLGA network.com. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy you're with me to talk about the stupidity of the world, to talk about how Brian Stetler's gonna take a stand against fake news, about how Alyssa Milano's a dirty slag. I'm happy to be here. Stay sane. Yeah.